I want to show my panel a fascinating interview we found from 1991. Bill Cosby was on CNN promoting a book. He tells an interesting story. Take a look. Spanish fly was the thing that all boys uh, at, from age 11 on up to death, <laughs> we will still be searching for Spanish fly. That's right. And, and, and what was the old, the old story was, if you, you took a little in. drop, no, it was on the head of a pin. pin. Drop and you it put in it a in Coca-Cola. Don't matter. It doesn't make it. And the girl would drink it. And, and she's yours. Hello, America. <laughs>Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned into the No Boundary Podcast. This is a special broadcast, True Crimes Edition. And if you are watching on, or if you're listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever, you you should probably see that this special episode is going to be about the one and only William H. Cosby, as Jay would call him, and. Obviously, with it being a special broadcast, it takes a different pace with me starting the show off, so that might feel weird to our, our regular listeners, but hey, deal with it. I know my voice can be annoying at times, but hey, but anyways, it right is yours truly. <laughs> it is yours truly, Welly F, and the shamble god himself, Mr. Brooks, as I like to call him, because whenever I call him Mr. Brooks, I think about the Mr. Brooks movie with Kevin Costner where he was going around killing people. But anyways, that that movie actually fits perfectly into this episode, in a sense. God but, um, damn. <laughs> My man was Look, wilding, man, but uh, he wasn't wilding like that. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't murdering people. Look, I mean... I feel like this is a subject that's probably been beaten across the head on multiple pl uh, podcasts, especially with black podcasters. And uh, I didn't really feel the need to like dig way deep into this topic, but I was just sitting there the other day, you know, you know, looking at some Bill Cosby footage, you know, along with interviews before and after the conviction. And before and after the accusations, and, and and like a lot of that stuff bothered me, of course, you know. And just to make it clear, Jay, do you condone any of his his act, the activity that Bill Cosby is known for now? What's known for now, <laughs> later in his later life, I, I started to say career, but this is his career later in life. Look, I do not. We at no boundaries. Do not condone any sexual misconduct of any kind. I'm glad. I just want to make that clear. And at the same time, <clears throat> I want to. I want to look at this from an angle of just Bill Cosby, the man that I knew him as growing up. That's really my purpose of like wanting to do this, but also you know. For the people out there that probably don't know some of the th some of the stuff that went on behind the scenes with this case, um, I mean, my first question to you is like, who who is who is who is Bill Cosby to you? You know, who was Bill Cosby to you growing up? Did he have any impact on your childhood at all? Well, like like by the time I understood Bill Cosby on a level of. 
or or the Cosby Show on on a level of okay, this isn't cartoons, and I pre- I'd prefer cartoons. Like I felt like as anyone under the age of twelve, you probably didn't, and 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 growing up in our generation, you probably didn't really connect with the Cosby Show until you entered into another mental kind of level of understanding that kind of comedy. Cause I, as a child, you know, you just go for, you don't go for, I would, I'm not going to say it's sophisticated comedy like Frasier or anything of that nature, but I'm saying when Cosby was out, it was to me designed for teenagers through adults. So, in the prime of Cosby, it really wasn't for me. Now I can go I back and watch the Cosby show and I can understand, you know, okay. Yeah. I can see this, how this was funny and how this, you know, is still kind of pretty much relevant to that time period. But as a child, it wasn't, it, it, it had no effect on me. And I think he knew that too, which is why there was, you know, the fat Albert and everything. It's crazy, man, because I went back and I was just like I was scanning through Fat Alberts and I actually watched some Cosby show episodes. And I had I think I had saw like one episode of A Different World. I was just I was just browsing like for like the past three weeks. Randomly, I would watch something Cosby related. And I was just sitting here like just thinking to myself, man, like we always get that question. You know, can you separate the message from the man? And in this case with Bill Cosby, can you do that? Is that a question to me or is that just a rhetorical that you're throwing out there and you paused for effect? Uh, it's, a, it's a question for you, but I also paused for effect because I felt it was traumatic and cool. Okay, I'll, I'll add that. I'll add some space there and then. Okay, but, I appreciate that. <laughs> but for me, like. I would have to say yes, because if I say no, I'm very hypocritical. And when I say sure. that, I would say that goes along the lines of, you know, every now and then I will hear R. Kelly song and it's not like, oh, I got to immediately turn this off because this man is a is a child molester or I would hear, you know, I'm, I'm listening to rap music and I know these men are known womanizers and you know saying oh well psh, i don't care i don't care if he did mush old girl in a, in a head h to the iso jam you know so to say that i can i can't separate the man from the art i would be hypocritical at this point so given all that with bill cosby i can separate it but at the same time i don't find myself to be the biggest fan of his arts. Okay. <clears throat> I'm glad you said that. Cause it brings me to my next point. I think, I think with, with Bill Cosby, if you really go back and you dive back into him, his historical impact, especially from a black perspective, uh, he was one of the, he was one of the earliest to, so to speak, maybe late sixties, early seventies. He really broke through, in a way that, you know, I mean, he was among the greats. He was among he was among the Richard Pryors. He was among the Red Foxes, like the Paul Moonies. I mean, that was that was his circle, and they looked up to him. 
And not only did they look up to him, they also, in a sense, Bill Cosby was that counterculture that we talked about on our last episode, but he was counterculture in a way that was, you know, he was, he was technically going against the counterculture because his content was seemingly wholesome. Everything that he provided was more of a, he, he put out content. A lot of his content was, was, was more along the lines of educating young black children. A lot of his content was, you know, I would say he was more, um, he was more reading Rainbow before reading Rainbow. The the guy I can't believe the guy's name slipped my slipped my mind, but yeah, like he was the inspiration behind a lot of that, and he made it cool to be smart and black. So, I feel like in a sense, what his message brought about was was interesting. When you see how how when you look at what he was, what he inspired. And then you look at how his legacy has crashed and burned. It's interesting the time that it happened, because I feel like in a time in this time where we are now, you would think that you would need Bill Cosby's message more than ever. And I think that was the unique thing that we had this conversation. Cause I was like, man, like Bill Cosby really was out here educating boys. Like mm -hmm. Bill Cosby really had it to where, you know, in a sense, you know, yeah, he was Dr. Huxtable and you would say you people people would argue that the image that he displayed on TV was unrealistic of a black family. But at the same time, I was listening to a radio show and uh well not on a radio show, but it it was sort of like a podcast. It was some excerpts and it was like white people were talking about you know, some of their first dealings with black people whether it was in person or on television and a lot of a lot of white people growing up in the 80s and 90s they would keep they kept bringing up bill cosby because bill cosby was like one of the first black people that were allowed into white living rooms mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying even in the 80s and 90s and when he came into white living rooms he he came with a with a sense of for them even after so long even even though to me that was nothing that needed to be done. Uh, after all that time, you know, people were like, okay, yeah, you know, black people are civilized. I don't, I don't, I, the only, I don't have to just see poor black people on TV. Black people aren't just in junkyards. Black people just aren't on the 53rd floor. You know, like black people aren't just in apartments and shit like that. Oh, black people can be successful. And although they probably weren't seeing it in their immediate neighborhood, they actually got a chance to see what it looked like and they were seeing it on TV. And I'm just like, once again, that was pretty groundbreaking because if you look at the content that you got from black celebrities pre-Cosby, I mean, a lot of it was kind of, you know, you could kind of say it is like it is now. Like, you're not getting a, a lot of wholesome. You might get it, like now you might get a mixture, but for the most part, we're kind of going in the backwards. We're kind of going backwards. I would I would say what you got was a lot of embracing of the stereotypes. It's like you 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 have your 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 Sanford and Son man. They live in a mm -hmm. junkyard. This is you know tore down. They just talk shit to each other all the time, and and you know you, you're you're embracing that stereotype. But then you you get Cosby, and I think I think his wife was a doctor too, wasn't she? Yes. 
Yeah, so you know you have or two, some type of professor. Yeah, yeah, a professor, a doctor, and you you have two successful black black people that are married that are raising you know raising a family together. Like like they basically said, all right, this is this is what like you said the whole counterculture. This is what what America thinks the black family is. We're gonna show them the exact opposite and show them that this is what a black family is. Exactly, but and even then, even though people thought it wasn't realistic, I mean, there were black families out there like that. Obviously, you know, like this wasn't this wasn't super unrealistic. It just was a rarity, and it was a rarity to the point where I actually think that not even just white people, America as a whole, needed to see that because people always try to pigeonhole white people to being the only ones that stereotype blacks. Vietnamese people stereotype blacks, Mexican stereotype blacks, Indian stereotype blacks, pretty much anybody black that isn't black. Blacks. And along with blacks, along with blacks, they're going to stereotype blacks. So when you're talking about the impact of television, like that's, that's powerful. So coming back to the question of separating the man from the art with his art, he did something that was great compared to what you're seeing today. Like if you think about if, if you used, if you had to use television as a time machine, which a lot of people do unknowingly, when you look at content like the Cosby show, it gives you an outlook. You, you start to think that, man, you know, that time wasn't so bad. You know, like, oh, this is what was going on. It, it, you you kind of like, oh, I, I kind of want to go back to the era. Maybe, you know, maybe we had a little better. Okay. I had asked a question on the last podcast. Like, what do you think 10 years from now people are going to be looking at some of our most popular TV shows thinking about this time period? They're gonna be like, I don't want to go back there. Like no. just watching something like um watching something like Shameless or watching something like Euphoria or you know, 13 Reasons Why. They be like, oh, I wanna go back to that time period. They suicidal. They having sex with whoever. You got people that don't that they struggle with their identity. But twenty years, twenty thirty years before that, you know, once again, you had this wholesome black family, you know, that was that was dealing with, you know, possible bullying. You know, they were probably dealing with, you know, the 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 mom, the mom wanting to get Cliff to to cook, or the mom explaining to one of the boyfriends that you know a woman can work and cook and be, you know, stuff like that. It's like, oh, okay, that's the type of stuff we talk about. We're not talking about, you know, oh, well, Dad, I did crack for the first time today. Mm-hmm. Like it's th- that's what we own today, and it's it's kind of scary how we've gotten to that. So once again, I really, when I think about Cosby, I, I'm appreciative of that, but it, it, it's wild that when I, when I went back and started looking at that shit, the whole time I'm looking at it, I'm like, this nigga out here drugging women on his lunch break. The Spanish fly guy. After this, bro, after this show is over, he's going to go rape a woman. But before that, he's telling the young black men, don't do drugs. Don't 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 stay up late at night playing video games. Get Be responsible. Home time, study. 
Just be real, just do your homework. Have like he I even know that he's even had like numerous um like go to the library type of movements. Learn about your history. Like nowhere in that is he saying, Hey, but that Spanish fly. You gotta get on you gotta get the girls on that Spanish fly. Now I'm really I'm, I'm really like, regretting not comes? looking up and seeing, you know, what what kind of stuff he, he did in Philadelphia over the years to kind of support and, and like like encourage that community because I'm sure I'm sure Bill there's Cosby been a lot of outreach. No. Dog, Bill Cosby's he's up there with with Jay Z, LeBron, a billion. I'm talking about I think close to a billion dollars when it comes to outreach and helping black community, close to a billion. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, you know, one man on his own, and as it, as sick as it sounds. Uh, even with uh, I think a few of the women that he sexually assaulted, he he would even offer to put them through college because to them because to him it was that important. He was like he'd be in in I know he it was an interview, well not an interview, well, a phone of a, a wiretap where he's basically trying to bribe the family to not you know you know um, press charges or whatever, and he's like hey you know. She needs to maintain a 3.0 average. You know, I'll take care of her college and all that. But he sounded so serious and so passionate about it. And it was like, for some strange reason, I really feel like this guy didn't think he was doing anything wrong. That's what bothers me. That's what, once again, that's what makes this case so wild to me. How many women was it? Close to 60? I, I I almost wanted to say eighty two like a Kobe Bryant number, but I don't know. Ooh, that's crazy, man! And like, you know, you're gonna have people in the background because some of these stories are terrible. I have to put you in this hypothetical situation here. Uh, you're being unprofessional, Jay. Fifty nine. Um, I have to put you. Fifty nine. Wow. Yeah, 59. 59. Six, one list says 60, one list says 59, but you know, you, you get the you get the ballpark. I'm going to say 60. Say 60. I'm going to just say 60. That's a that's a lot of women. That's a lot of women, man. And you're talking about between what did they do they talk about the the, the range of years that it happened? Cuz I I want to say that it didn't slow it did it slowed down in the 2000s, but in the 2000s I believe it was still happening. I believe that there are stories in the 2000s where women were saying were like, because I think his technique was the long game. Like he'd have women feeling comfortable before he got to that point where he was going to drug them. Like they'd be on multiple dates with him, kicking it with him, and the next thing they know, you know, he's he's on top of them, and they're they're they feel paralyzed, so to speak. And like I'm talking about, I'm listening to they some say of over fifty stories. years. Don't get me wrong. Over fifty years. Yeah. yeah. So from the so, so from I think from the seventies to two thousand, bro, easily. From the 70s, like they say, from like nineteen sixty three. Man, I'm talking about the minute he got on the scene. Then that's about the time when he started popping. You know, and that's. Look, man. Like I said, I think people know a lot about this case. It's nothing really to like super duper break down. But when you think about a guy that is sitting there telling you 
to be the best version of yourself, especially he's speaking to us. And this is what he's doing behind the scene. It just gets you to thinking like how many more human beings are like him? Mm-hmm. How many more human beings that, that have this message, whether no matter what their message is, how many human beings have a message that do, that it has no alignment with their real lifestyle? How many people do you think are like that? I, I would say the majority of the population, because you know, do what I say, not as I do, is is just is a common verbiage. Like it's it's common to say, oh yeah, I'm gonna tell you how to do it. I'm gonna tell you how to live your life, and I'm gonna do something the complete opposite. And it's not coming from a point of, you know, I learned this lesson hard, so I'm trying to make sure that you don't have to go through it. It's coming from a very holier-than-thou kind of position. Like, yeah, I, I'm going to tell you, you know, to be respectful, to be presentable, you know, make a, set a good example for people younger than you and everything. But then I'm going to be out here drugging and taking advantage. I'm going to be grooming drugging and taking advantage of women. That, that that word right there, man, that's, I feel like that's an important word right now because I feel like a lot of what's going on in society is sort of a grooming that is going to lead people down a very destructive path. And I'm already seeing it because I was thinking about the whole Spanish fly thing and I'm like, all right, so clearly he's on Larry King. And they're like openly talking about this shit on a, <laughs> on a, on a, on a cable, you know, cable news. Like this is, this is going to be seen by millions of people. Yeah, this is 1991, but you guys are comfortable talking about how common it was to drug girls. And I just get to thinking like, this is the sixties they're talking about. And this is that this that time machine scenario again. Like, are we gonna be looking 20, 30 years from now, thinking to ourselves, looking at some of the things that we do, like, I can't believe that was something that was acceptable. Mm-hmm. Like I can right now we can't even we can't fathom anything we do is is truly, you know, unacceptable. But besides, I can say when when we were in our teens and early twenties, you might have you might have guys that were in bars, clubs, or whatever, that had bad habits when it came to getting women's attention. And it was like a lot of that stuff now, 10, 15 years later, is seen as sexual assault, when in the eyes of a man, it's harmless. It's like, damn, I was just touching the girl's shoulder. I was just trying to get her attention. You know, I put my I put my hand on her waist. But that shit can get you jailed two, three years now. After the Bill Cosby conviction, and once the Bill Cosby thing blew up, and around it blew up around 2005, but it got really serious in 2015. You know, a year before, you know, the Trump thing. I think that I think it was kind of in alignment with the with the with the video record or video recording of Trump talking about grabbing about a vagina or whatever. Yeah, and and just try to dismiss it as this. That's just locker room talk. That's locker room talk. It's like, what locker room do you talk about that, Bruh, Once again, about the same age range, same type of culture. You know what I'm saying? That's their era, and it just it, it that that just got me to think. I mean, th- yeah, that's wild. But 
because of this movement, it basically gave the Me Too movement ground to grounds to implement a lot of little laws that a lot of guys don't know about. Like, I think a lot of guys still fail to realize that if you're laying, if you have sex, if you go home from the club with a chick, y'all both are drunk, and you have sex with her, and she wakes up and she's like, she doesn't remember consenting to it. And even if she did consent to, consent to it, if she regrets it, she could file rape charges on that man. And this is stuff that has come about because of the Me Too movement, because of Bill Cosby. Because basically, the the argument is, it comes down to, when when is consent consent? And and I know that that's a, that's a I really don't understand how this came about with this case, because I'm like, are they asking did they consent to take drugs? Like I don't get it. Like, did are we are we asking is it consent because Bill Cosby felt oh they're in my house, they they've gotten naked, they laid down so they must want it. Like how did we get to this point of not really knowing what consent is? Like, like do you know? I don't I don't question like how do we get to the the point of not really knowing what consent is, um. And it's in a. How do I put this? It's like, like you said, if, if if a woman lays down and then she regrets it or or doesn't remember the consent, then it's rape. And it's it's and I understand, you know, believe the victim, you know, to a certain extent. But you also got to got to believe the other person, too, because it, it's you're, you're really trying to say that their word is better than yours. And it's like, no, how how can you just say that? Like you got to take my word for a fact too, and you got to do some research. And 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 where and because of the Me Too and because of Bill Cosby, that research is now being thrown out the window, or it, it, it's really secondary. It's like okay, we already we know we know it, we know the answer. We just gotta we just gotta do the math to get there. And when you're doing the math to get to what you already know, you're going to cut some corners. You're going to go talk to the one person like, yeah, I seen them leave together and she was drunk. She was stumbling. All right. You know, boom. That's the only person I need to talk to. I'm not going to talk to these other three people that said, oh, she was actually feeding him shots. He just held his liquor better. He she had been talking about, you know, going with him, you know, before the party even started. You know, she already had that in her in her in her heart. But, you know, I guess I guess it gets to the point. Like when 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 does the line blur? Yeah, she could have had that. She could have verbally said, oh, yeah, if, if me and Dylan gets into a place, you know, I'm going to try to talk to him. You know, I'm going to try to try to hook up with him tonight. But that's not consent because that's not in the action. So it's it's it's, it's a blurred line. And, you know, I, I don't think you can really blame either side. Yeah, 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 I, I definitely agree with that. I feel like you kind of center yourself and you start you, you just I mean, put it like this. You could you could blame aside if you want, but my question is: Think about today's culture. Like, I mean, I was out the other day, and when you just when you I mean, even during the pandemic, when you just see how callously people share liquor bottles, share just share all types of paraphernalia without really vetting it, you you have to ask yourself: Like, do any of these people have any any type of mindset of? Maybe I can be drugged. Even after Bill Cosby 
one, you know, even after Bill Cosby's case has, you know, this is this is worldwide news. Bill Cosby is not, you know, honestly, Bill Cosby is not a rarity. I would probably say Bill Cosby is a guy that you definitely could come across if you're not careful. And I'm pretty sure, you know, in 2020, at least one in one in ten of the women you know can tell you a story where they are probably like, oh man, I I think I was drugged before, or I think, or I think a guy was trying to manipulate me into into drinking too much to the point where you know I felt like something was gonna go down if I didn't get out of there in time. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes I get that vibe from women. Like I be on some chill shit, and I'm realizing more and more that in our age with millennials and Gen Zers, I think there are a lot of women that walk around with that regretful mindset, that regretful baggage that they let the liquor get the best of them. And they ended up in situations like Bill Cosby's victims. But the like I said, the difference is Bill Cosby's victims, they were, they were targeted to a, to an extent. I think that our culture puts people in a position where they, they get carried away and they just they fall victim rather than being preyed upon, and I think that in the past five or set five to ten years with with club culture, with Sunday Fun Day culture, and all that stuff just becoming more popularized, you just have more lightweight women, and I say lightweight because I really feel like it's weird that people don't understand the science behind you know like you just said a minute ago, he just held his liquor better. I'm like. Ma, there's a science behind this. Like your body weight is gonna play a pivotal point to where, you know, it's gonna be a pivotal part to where, like, yeah, y'all might be on, y'all might both be on Patron, but you weigh a buck fifty, he two twenty five. You on that third Patron shot, he probably could be on his fifth by the time he feeling, by the time he feeling like you already feeling. Mm-hmm. Like it's just how it works, and I just feel like that slips people's mind, and I really just. It really baffles me that once again, that we're post Bill Cosby, like we're post the, the, the Spanish fly era where roofies, cause I do believe that Spanish fly, I guess is a unique name for roofie, but I do believe that there was an errand where roofies were readily available. Like you probably can get you a roofie just like you can get you some weed. And that's changed now. I would think, and even with that, you still have people just out here wilding like that's not a possibility. Like people just people I really just feel like people don't understand what it really means to be accountable for your safety. And that's when I when I was th- when I was looking into a lot of this Bill Cosby case, I'm just like, man, like at, at some points of hearing some of these interviews, I was just like, how can people be so careless? Mm-hmm. But then again, I remember this, this Bill Cosby. Like this is this is Doctor. Why Huxtable. would anybody think they won't? Yeah, why would somebody not think they're safe with Bill Cosby? Like that's wild. But they then could. again, I can I can understand that excuse. But y'all be in bars and clubs and and random places, and y'all be y'all be. I'm like I'm not Bill Cosby. Jay not Bill Cosby. Y'all be like that with people that's not even Bill Cosby. So. Long story short, I could I kind of felt for him. I'm like, oh, I get it. Like you, you had this wholesome man in your presence. You never would have thought in a million years, you know, he'd slip you one. Like I, there was even a case where 
he had a chick. I guess he wanted her so bad, and she didn't even drink liquor. But he gave her he gave her like non-alcoholic sparkling wine instead, and he was drugging that because I mean that was just his game. By any means necessary. Yeah, that's how bad. Like, yeah, I'm like, I mean, you hear what he said? He's like, man, you could put it in a Coca-Cola, but I guess I guess Bill Cosby felt found a sick way of reasoning. And I think I was just trying to help her relax. Was, I'm I'm not taking advantage of you know she she want to do it. I'm just you know she's just nervous. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I think that's why alcohol was better for him because he could always use that excuse of like shit. She just let the alcohol get the best of her. And once again, that's why that's why I understand why. I mean, I'm be honest with you. At first, I probably say like a couple years ago, I probably would get offended. But now I get it because once again, I don't think it's me. I think it's the women that just realize that one, they just can't drink around everybody. But not only that, they feel as if if they drink around the wrong person, they may get manipulated into, you know, getting sloppy, getting white girl wasted. And I definitely think that we shouldn't we I think the era of being white girl wasted, the era of being super drunk and and so inebriated you can't think straight. I think I would think that we're closer to that being over, but if you just go out and you just look at people as they as they're having a good time, like I said earlier, bro, I feel like we're going backwards. I feel like Bill Cosby sacri- I I feel like even if they were to cuz you know obviously there are people out there that feel that Bill Cosby was made a sacrificial lamb, but even with that what has what changed? What's gonna change with Bill Cosby's legacy crashing and burning? What what changes? I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, I'm witnessing nothing change. No, like like I'm I'm sure like even post Weinstein allegations, like I'm 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 sure there's still that hey you know suck suck a dick for a script life going on I, and. It's still going on. It's still going on, cause cause you're that you're that starved to make it that you're, you know, you're willing to do whatever it takes, quote unquote. And then you're around these people who you think you're comfortable with, and then, you know, and and that's and to the to think think of the um, Aziz Ansari story, it's kind of like, what 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 was that like? What when you when they when they recount the stories like what what is this? What was going on like? I don't know. Man, yeah, I don't know, bro. I I, I honestly don't, and um, it just it 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 leaves me baffled. Bill Cosby, <laughs> but I guess if I'm going to conclude on any note, like I said, I mean, for me personally, and since I didn't answer the question myself, um, you know, I didn't, I was never truly, you know, one of those people that followed Bill Cosby when his, when his reign was going, I felt like I kind of caught him at the tail end. I mean, most of the Cosby show I watched was always reruns. So by the time I understood it, like you said, you know, I probably was at the age of 16, 17, and to watch the Cosby show, that was pretty much out of pure boredom. But I did understand that it was, I've, I've always understood, to, I've always understood it to be positive, uplifting comedy. And, you know, 
with, with all that being said, it's just it's just amazing to me that what it, what, what a guy that was considered America's dad is is basically the poster boy for what women see as you know the worst thing that could happen to them. You know that that fear that I mean I think I know more women that own guns and pepper spray than ever before. Like mm-hmm. that shit is like just so common now. I, I feel like if I know a girl that doesn't have a gun or some type of weapon, you know, in close range to her consistently, I'm going to feel like she's weird. And that's just wild when you think about we come from a time period where you would think with all this technology and all this access to the information, to information we have, people would feel safer. But people, people are, people are very tense these days. People do not feel safe these days. And that, that's, that's interesting to me. Like, remember, like, America was one of those places where, for the most part, you know, you probably could leave your door open. You probably were comfortable talking to your neighbors. I mean, now social distancing is, that's really something that was common before this pandemic. Like, that shit is normal. Like, we, people, people want to be left alone. That's how, that's how scared of each other we are. Like, you, you instead of this. But especially you, when it comes. Instead of having this natural feeling of like, oh, yeah, I can trust this person. It's like, no, I got to be skeptical of this person because I don't know enough about them. Which makes us all skeptics at this point. You know, like, (laughs) I, I, I I don't see how people are ever going to be comfortable with each other, especially when they have, even though people do weird shit and act as if, they're how do I say this I do believe that there are some people out there that are truly careless but I feel like when people are in their conscious mind and they're like I guess sort of aware of their surroundings I believe that's when people are like overly cautious to a point of they're not letting people in and things like that I mean how many people have you met in the past few years that you just feel like they're just extremely guarded Yeah, a lot of people. I've, I haven't. Yeah, I, I, that, I, 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 I can. I can tell you fewer people that I've met that that have been open. You know, you know, and and it's so weird because those same people, you probably will see them somewhere getting extremely loose, and you're probably looking at them like, that's strange. Like, <laughs> I was trying to get you get to know you in a one on one, you know, scenario, and you were fairly guarded but you're here you know around all these people and you're like you're like a totally different person and really you're not safe here you were safer with me but that's not how they feel they feel like they're they're safer with the crowd rather than the individual because now we've come to demonize the individual now honestly now we're all bill cosby's especially if you're a black man and that sucks that really sucks yeah Hey, yeah, man. I, I I feel like, like I said, there's no there's no reason to this case. I just felt like since you know, pretty much a whole year has went by plus since the man got convicted. And as far as I'm concerned, he's in jail now, half blind, living his best life, doing comedy shows. So, Bill Cosby at eighty three. Bill Cosby. 83 yeah that's that's wild man i mean but 
he's still living. I mean, that people are hoping he dies in jail. Like, like I said, I don't feel one way or another. Um, only, only because the the way the way it all came about is weird to me. I really feel like you know, even when I hear like behind the scenes, people talking about in Hollywood, people been new, and I'm like, that's strange. If y'all been new for years and years and nothing was done, and the shit was I, just okay. About, <laughs> yeah, like when I I hear when I hear about the type of power he had on suppressing the the press from releasing the accusations that were like coming out like in the 90s, I was like, man, that's. That's interesting. I think that I think the National Enquirer was one of the one the first ones that broke the story, and that was like I want to say early two thousands and late nineties, and everybody just thought it was a joke. So I mean, like I said, man, it's 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 sad it had to be him, but it's him. Just like it sucks it has to be R. Kelly, but at the end of the day, I mean, with R. Ke- with R. Kelly, a lot of us knew. Okay, with R. Kelly, a lot of us knew, but nothing ever changed. Like I don't hang with R. Kelly. I don't got friends that hang with R. Kelly. I ain't got nothing to do with that shit. But but like, it's baffling to me that. But it's like you know, yeah, it's, it's a shame it happened to R. Kelly. But it's kind of like, you know, R. Kelly. He, I I don't know what to say about R. Kelly. But it, like I I just when I think of R. Kelly, I want to think of Tyga and Kylie Jenner too. Like it's it's just just like to me, there's a, a linkage there. And it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, I feel Kylie Jenner was groomed. 100%. A lot of a lot of these young women t- today are being groomed. When they go on social media and they see images of women that they, quote, unquote, respect or look up to, 99% of these women are sexualized. 99% of these women you can pretty much say are objectifying themselves this is not an insult to women don't take it as an insult I'm just saying it is what it is if you perceive these women as oh they're just being themselves blah blah I get that but at the same time if you were doing that 10 years ago people would have mistaken a lot of you women out there for prostitutes strippers or something along the lines of sex work That's just that. it's just a fact We've, we've advanced to a state where what was once seen as provocative is normal. It's, it's, it's okay. It's, you shouldn't, you know, don't put your panties in a bunch over this. They're just expressing themselves. All right, cool. But the fact of the matter is that's what we're teaching our young girls. So if our young girls, I've always called kids sponges because kids, they soak up what their elders are releasing. They soak up what their elders are. So therefore, if you got a 12, 13-year-old girl that's looking up to her mom, eventually she's going to want to emulate her mom. She's going to want to emulate that celebrity she wants to be like. And if those people are pretty much parallel to, once again, like I said, sex workers or street walkers or whatever, then that's what you're doing. You're conditioning them to be like that. You're grooming them to be like that. You actually have women... You actually have young girls that are in high school right now that are, are waiting to turn 18 just so they can become, you know, independent or social media influencers and get OnlyFans accounts. Like, they think that that shit is cool. They mm-hmm. think that that is the way. That's grooming. 
just just as just, I mean that's and I guarantee you 20 25 years from now people are gonna look back at this era and be like what the fuck were we thinking yeah uh, or or it's just how did we work. miss this yeah yeah I mean just just like how the hell did we get to the point where people could openly go on stage talk about roofing women and we just laughing like this was a comedy bid for for Bill Cosby. The Spanish Fly was a comedy bid for this guy. People, y'all are all okay with this? Like, think about that. That's strange, man. It's so strange. Why you make that face, bro? I'm just, and it's like. I'm not conflicted about, you know, my feelings towards this whole topic and, and everything. It's just that I have a lack of understanding due to the lack of 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 awareness on all parties involved, the lack of awareness. You know, it's like, hey, you know, you get you get you got so comfortable and we're in and I'm not even gonna say we're in a day and age because I think this is something that's been going on historically where your 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 aunt is touching the nephew and and your uncle is touching the kids and you know and people were just turning blind eyes to these things and it's just kind of like how are you not so how are you not aware especially when it, especially when it comes to the child no nah, i don't want to go stay over there i don't want to stay over there oh you just being you know whatever whatever you know you're going to stay over there like you're, you're not you're not listening and then you know and I, and I, I used to question like, oh, okay, now a one person comes out, and then now you know four, five, six, seven of them come out the woodwork. But I get it, I get it. Oh shit, this just wasn't me. I thought this was just me, and I was, I, you know, I misinterpreted everything. Maybe I gave off the wrong signs, and maybe I did this, maybe I did that. And then it's like, oh no, he was doing this to more multiple people. This teacher was out here; she was messing with multiple students. So no, it just wasn't me. It wasn't me a being special, and it, b it wasn't just me. You know, misreading the signs. This is a serial predator. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I said, man. People, people said people. It was an ongoing joke in Hollywood for at least at least ten, fifteen years. Like I said, pe- people in the press definitely had the information, and Bill Cosby was pretty adamant at you know keeping it at bay, and um. That's just scary to me because that that just gives me a. I've always had a a different outlook on Hollywood in general, but that lets me know everything I need to know about Hollywood and just being a celebrity. Um, they they just they operate. They, their their law system is different. You know when when you got money in this country, you're pretty much above the law, and um, it, that's why I, I laugh at the whole situation because it's like. You waited to the point of this man's career where he don't even matter no more, in a sense. And but not only that, any logical person is gonna look at it like, huh, like Bill Cosby though. You know, that's just one of those black images that you didn't want to see tainted. And it's like, if they could destroy Bill Cosby, man, they could destroy LeBron. They've destroyed Michael Jackson. They can destroy, you know, at this point. They can destroy a freaking Robert Townsend if they wanted to, bro. The list goes on. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they can they they've destroyed Steve Harvey in a sense to me. They, they there's no stopping with these people. I mean, they'll they'll destroy their own. Like Trump was once a beloved white 
American, this billionaire, this this mogul playboy. They destroyed that man. Like it was a, it was a point of time where Geraldo was was that guy on television. Destroyed that man. Like dog, when they don't when they don't have any need for you anymore, they will destroy you, bruh. And it's it's amazing to see. It's amazing. As much as I, I don't want to say this, but I have to say this. I don't see how anybody would want to bring a child into this world as much as I don't even want to see. I don't I don't know why anybody would want to be a celebrity in this world. Like it's just that, if I could do level whatever of scrutiny, I can, man. That's it's terrible. The level of scrutiny, that part, and just the the this world is this world is a different kind of dark. Like it's ugly out here. It's ugly out here. It's unfair. And, and, and I just, I feel like there is no way in the world. I, I, like I say, I say it every day and I hate, it's not like I'm bragging, but like, I like just seeing, I like having a curated version of the social media that I'm able to see, but I'm 100% happy that Instagram is dead to me. Facebook is dead to me. Twitter to an extent, because bro, that shit it it's nothing it's 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 all lies it's all lies it's not real it's all it's all animated it's all hyperbolized and it's just like man i just wish people could just step away from that for 90 days and just realize this is this is bullshit mm-hmm. this is bullshit there's no, there's, there's the nothing like here this. yeah yeah man like People, once again, if you're paying attention to this Bill Cosby thing, if you paid attention to it, there's no way in the world you should put yourself in a situation like that again or in a situation similar to it. Like, it just shouldn't happen. And I understand that the culture we're in is kind of distant and people are, like, kind of hesitant of each other. But I I would even say that it's not even consistent enough, and at times it's unrealistic. I feel like people have lost all the, all ability to discern, and that's that's what makes it frustrating. It's like, come on now, like, I get it, you know, it's hard to tell who the predators are, but eventually, you should be able to, um, trust your intuition. And I and like I said, I, I believe a lot of. Bill Cosby's victims, it wasn't even about intuition. It was literally about over-glorifying a man that they did not know. Plain you don't simple. know this man. You, fe- you fell in love you with the image. Exactly. But nine times out of ten, a lot of you people out there, you're you're actually, you know, you're around these people. You're around your co-workers. You've probably, you've probably seen their homes. You know their families a little bit. You, you've had a, you've had a chance to, you know, break bread with them in some type, some type of way, you know, bounce ideas off each other. You know these people. I mean, after a while, you should be able to say, okay, I know this person is possibly not Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, possibly. you should probably... I can't say with absolute certainty. Exactly. But the way some of y'all be acting, y'all be acting like everybody Jeffrey Dahmer, everybody Bill Cosby. And I just think that that's, that's going to go in an ugly direction because at the end of the day, no matter no matter how common people think it is, it's it's still somewhat of a rarity. Like I said, I believe one in ten women could probably tell you uh, an experience where they probably felt like they were in danger. But I, I, at this point, 
more than that would tell you that because we're so scared of each other now. I, I'm almost to the point where I pretty every woman is going to tell you that they've been sexually assaulted or raped because once again, it's a blurred line. It's not really clear. And at this point, it doesn't matter if the woman didn't want it. She didn't want it. Simple and plain. And that's that on that. Yeah, <laughs> that's that on that. So thank you, Bill Cosby. You have tainted the dating world. You have tainted the dating climate. You have tainted, you know, the intersectional dynamics, so to speak, because in my honest opinion, there's nothing good that could come from this outside of people living in constant fear. You know, that's how I see it. So, yeah, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I know it wasn't, you know, anything in depth, but, you know, I just felt like it was a conversation that needed to be had. And it's just, you know, a special broadcast. I kept I kept Jay up past his bedtime. So um, I am over here dying. You know, it's, it, it, yeah. And I, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Jay. You know, we ain't we not we're not here trying to get famous. We just. We just, you know, we just talking. We just talking shit. So, I don't, I don't yeah. want fame. I just want you to have knowledge, bro. You need to say that again. No, I'm, I'm gonna say that for words of advice when we do a regular episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, well we appreciate y'all. Make sure that you, if you're on iTunes, you rate, subscribe, or leave a comment. If you're on SoundCloud, you know, do the same thing basically. And uh, whatever you do on Spotify, I don't know what it is that you do, but please do that. And for sure, you could check out a Google podcast. I want to even say that it's a possibility that we could be on even audible podcast at some point. But either way, fuck with us. We'll fuck with you. And with that being said. Does this get the regular uh, sign off? I don't know if this gets the regular sign off. This doesn't get the regular sign off. Um, This has been. Yeah, we'll talk to y'all later. I don't know. podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So bye. (laughs)